Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're back, everybody. How's all my beautiful freaks doing out there today? Welcome back to our last podcast, episode number three with yours truly, Davey here. Y'all can call me whatever you like. I've been called a lot worse uh, in my past day, I must say. However, unfortunately, Caden will not be with us uh, this week again. He does have some uh, personal things that uh, he's been uh, dealing with at the moment here. So, uh, hey, it's life, okay? He's prioritizing. Life is life. It happens sometimes. So, we got to do what we got to do. But, uh, like I said last week as well, uh, Caden will also be here uh, with us in spirit, though. Especially with uh, Halloween oh so, so, so near. We're what? We're only like days away from Halloween. And also that reminds me that Caden uh, did uh, let me know uh, to tell you all, all you uh, freaks out there, to have a happy, happy Halloween. And also, uh, I should say, don't do nothing that we wouldn't do anyways, okay? Be safe out there, everybody. Don't do nothing stupid. I know it doesn't really say much when we say don't do nothing that we wouldn't do because, yeah. Okay, we don't want to, yeah, we don't want to set no example here, so. Can we, like, edit that out, possibly? Nah, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it in. This is uh, raw, unedited. You get what you get here. But uh, welcome back to uh, all you freaks out there, especially uh, for all you new freaks that are tuning in to our last podcast, episode number three. Uh, usually how this goes, everybody, we have uh, weekly um, current events that we uh, go through. We have some WTF facts of the week as well. That'll be later on in the show. Sometimes uh, we go on some rants every now and then. You are stuck with me, though, unfortunately. So you will, I guess, be hearing myself rant or, I don't know, I guess more so engaging with everybody. Because, like, I do encourage people, depending on what platform you are listening on, if there is, like, a comment section or you can review uh, this podcast or this episode somewhere, it would be much appreciated if, if, if you can, like, Leave a comment, ask a question, interact, feel free. I'll, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Be muchly appreciated. I don't mind that. I love uh, interacting. Uh, that's why we kind of do the weekly hashtag as well. I'll get a little bit more into that uh, later on with the weekly hashtag. Uh, yeah, little suspense. Dun, dun, dun. But we'll also uh, be doing a little segment here in a, well, actually fairly soon that I thought of because, well, it's still Halloween and all that. So, let's uh, find some ghost stories. And I didn't want to just go around and try to find some random or the typical, like, myths or, like, uh, old uh, stories that have been told around. Uh, maybe ghost stories or just Halloween stories in general and all that. So, basically, I came across three fairly short 
uh, stories, ghost stories to be uh, specific, around where I live, okay? I live in uh, Canada, east coast of Canada, uh, Nova Scotia, Canada to be uh, exact at the moment here. So I came across three specific uh, stories that we will be talking about in a little bit. I haven't really known much about them, honestly. Like, I've been told other ghost stories around here before, but I don't really want to tell those on the podcast because I feel like I might leave something out or I might exaggerate or might, like, revamp some type of scenario in the whole situation. Like, you know when you, like, pass down stories or whenever you, like, share stories in general, people kind of put their own type of twist on it. And I kind of want to give you the original type of uh, ghost story that's out there. So I came across a site. We'll talk about that uh, probably, uh, yeah, any minute now, fairly soon here. But uh, before we do, I want to make a quick little disclaimer like what we usually do with every episode here. For everyone uh, listening on in, just a little heads up. This was recorded on October the 27th uh, in the morning. It's fairly early in the morning here. Really, really early. Well, yeah, we don't need to leave any, yeah, like 3 o'clock. Is it 3 or 4? I don't know. I can't see my clock from where I'm at. I don't want to get up. But, uh, yeah, just keep that in mind, everyone. And also, depending on where you are listening on in, we are on multiple platforms. You can listen in on uh, YouTube, if you like, if you are on the go on a mobile device, if you're on an Android device, you can use a uh, Podcast Addicts, feel free to download that app, or if you uh, have like an iPhone, feel free to uh, download the uh, TuneIn Radio app, we are also on that app as well, one of the two, we get you covered out there, you freaks, so uh, check us on out, and uh, hey, feel free to uh, slap that, is it a follow or a subscribe, or... I don't know what they call it on what platforms, but uh, yeah, do what you do and uh, be muchly appreciated. Leave some uh, positive feedback, constructive criticism. Hey, whatever floats your boat kind of dealio. So uh, let's get to this, everybody. I think that's all I need to uh, state for that little disclaimer there. I'm probably forgetting something, my bad, but it'll come to me eventually uh, throughout this whole uh, episode here. But... I see the most common trend right now, though, on the internet, is everybody's talking about the premiere of the new season of The Walking Dead. And everybody's, like, giving their opinion on it. And I've there's a lot of, I don't know, positive, negative, ups and downs. A lot of negative, I find, over positive uh, with the premiere, with how people are talking about it, especially, specifically the fans of The Walking Dead. For everybody listening on in that are unfamiliar with The Walking Dead, and some of the fans are like, really? You think some people don't even know what The Walking Dead is? Yes. There are people out there that have no sweet clue what The Walking Dead is, and I know a couple of them, actually. Okay? They do exist. Like, let's come back down to reality, everybody, okay? I know, we can sometimes get out of our own type of mindset and grow into a fantasy type of world, but uh, it's, I guess that's how we can escape sometimes, though, when we have our ups and downs in life, but I get it, I get it, some people take it a little too, too serious, but I guess it's the passion that uh, some individuals do have over other individuals, uh, in regards to this specific TV show. But with The Walking Dead, it's a zombie uh, survival show. 
in regards of a group of individuals and uh, they keep on evolving every, they keep on evolving every season going through situations and new villains that pop on up that they have to deal with lots of death like the walking dead is not scared to do what they have to do for the storyline. Like they don't have to hide the blood of the girl or who they kill off. Like they killed off two little was it a was it two of them or maybe one of them? I forget. A couple seasons ago they killed off a little girl. Like she was like what, like ten years old or something on that show? Yeah. Spoiler. You're gonna you're gonna hear some spoilers, so spoiler alert right now, okay? Everybody's giving their opinion on The Walking Dead. I'm gonna give my opinion on it because I did watch the premiere. I'm not the biggest fan of The Walking Dead, but I have been following it. I will admit that. Like, it is based off the comic book series, but I don't follow the comic book, so I don't know those specific type of spoilers. So, you're safe that that much, I guess, if, depending on how much of a fanatic you are with The Walking Dead. But with the premiere and all that with Negan, I honestly guessed Glenn dying. The two individuals, if you haven't watched it yet, it's been almost a week now. Like, it's almost going on a whole week. Glenn and Abraham died. Negan killed him with Lucille, his baseball bat covered in barbed wire. He bet them over the head with it until they didn't really have a skull left, basically, in front of their group of friends. So, yeah, they're sending a message. It was pretty, uh, I kind of, like I said, it was, the Glenn thing was kind of predictable. I found because well like they already tried to kill him off earlier in the season and because he's so loved with the audience like the tv show already had the audience's hearts in their hand already so why not kill him off kind of thing you kind of kind of like persuade the audience into like trying to love the hate negan the character himself because a lot of people are loving the new character called negan based off the comic book series that is now in the show itself. And, well, even though he doesn't want to come across as the villain, because it's kind of like the roles are have reversed and Rick's crew are kind of coming across that way initially. We don't know how it's going to turn out, though. I have no sweet clue. It looks like, yeah, the next episode we're going to be uh, going off to a whole new storyline with uh, the other two. Uh, yeah, Mergen and that's going to be interesting. I don't know. I just, there's some things that get to me. Like, I don't care that they killed them off, Abraham and Glenn. I knew they were going to kill them off, especially watching the sneak peek of the premiere. It gave away that he was, that Negan was going to kill off more than two people. So I knew, I kind of predicted Glenn was, but Abraham, I get it. He had ties with a couple people already in his group. So it's going to affect the group as a whole a lot more than if it was in comparison of somebody else. Like a, uh, maybe like a Tasha. Or maybe uh, like, yeah, somebody that's not as relevant as Abraham is to that group kind of thing. But uh, it's how the show ended, I guess. How the premiere ended with Maggie, which really got me, it put salt in my mouth, Bring, whip out that salty popcorn, okay, because like, if you remember in the finale, she was getting carried by uh, almost a handful of people, because she was pregnant, 
uh, they're trying to, f I forget what they were trying to find, but she was going through pain. I thought it was labor. I thought she was having a kid, but she wasn't at that time. She was just having some pregnant issues and they were trying to uh, find some solutions for the problem. Unfortunately, they found some more problems on top of the problem that they had. So with the uh, premiere ending and all that, remember, Maggie couldn't walk on her own. But at the end of the episode, she was the very first one who stood on her feet out of the whole group. And she started walking. And I don't know, it, it kind of took the credibility out of the show. Uh, although it did not, like, it didn't, the episode didn't leave us with a cliffhanger though. Kind of left us with a teaser once you saw the sneak peek for episode two for the season, but I, I get that. But but still, the, that Maggie thing, I, I it just maybe I'm missing something. Maybe somebody can fill me in if I am missing something here. But I don't. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. Maybe that's the only thing though. Like some people, like a lot of people, are upset with the Glenn death and Abraham Merso Glenn though and. Like, also take into consideration, it took like 20 to 30 minutes, I think, in the premiere episode to actually finally find out who Negan kills. Like, it, it just kept on pushing it and pushing it. I felt like The Walking Dead could have maybe showed Negan killing Abraham and ending the finale that way and then starting up the premiere and then seeing Glenn die within the first, like, 10 to 15 minutes or something. I don't know. That's just off the top of my head. And I'm not a TV show writer or, or a producer or editor or anything like that. That's just me just, yeah, going off the dome here, freestyling it. But, yeah, my little complaint. Am I going to stick with the TV show? I really don't know. Like, it left. Especially when we're going to be, it seems like every episode we're going to be skipping back and forth because the group uh, hasn't split in the middle, but they're separated. Two of them are from the group at least. Along with Daryl. He's going to be he's separated. Like go watch the show if you haven't yet. I don't know. Give it a try kind of thing. It's kind of like a slower pace. To a degree. Depending on what episode you do watch. Uh, and there's. In most episodes there are lots of cliffhangers. At the end I will say that. That's uh, for sure. But uh, that's all I really got to say, though. Uh, oh, yeah, the spinoff show, The Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh, my God, that was... We'll talk about that later on, because I think I came across an article uh, where, uh, yeah, there's some news on The Fear of the Walking Dead that I came across. So we'll talk about that in the uh, weekly current events uh, when that comes up here. But uh, with it being Halloween, or very, very close to being Halloween, depending on when you're listening on in, maybe today, tomorrow, yesterday, who who knows, you're pro you could be listening in months, months after Halloween, okay, and I do apologize, it's just, I don't know, I'm trying to keep up, keep with the spirit here, trying to stay, especially with, I don't know, I like Halloween, Halloween's one of my favorites uh, overall, because I don't like to say it's like a holiday or a vacation or anything like that, because it's just like any other day. I feel bad for the young ones, though, because it falls on a Monday and that kind of, I don't know, a Monday's a Monday, you know? Like, Mondays, you wake up, you get that feeling, and it's like, great, and that start of another week, a Monday, you know? And now, you got Halloween on a Monday. Uh, hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. It's life. You never know. You never know. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, we are gonna get into our 
ghost stories, everybody. Ooh, ooh. I'm gonna insert some uh, dramatic music here. I should get some sound bites or something. Now I'm starting to think of the monster mash in my head. That's running over. Let's do the monster mash. I don't even know if that's how it goes. I'm just making up my own beat here. <laughs> but uh, I came across a uh, link. And uh, it gave a couple stories. Like I've uh, mentioned earlier on in this episode. That I came across some ghost stories. Uh, from where I live. Like fairly close. Like within some stories are within like. A mile, some are within, I think, like 20 miles, per se, or so. So, uh, I'll uh, talk about uh, some of that here with you all. This is my first time coming across these three specific uh, ghost stories, per se. And, uh, well, while I uh, keep on, uh, I don't know, dragging this out, y'all are probably telling me to shut up and just get into it. So, let's take a little drinky-poo from my little sippity-sip-sip cup here. <clears throat> get the... Shout out to my trailer park boys. Woo. Okay. Here we go. So let's bring up this article here. Make sure I know what I'm saying. So And also bring out my uh, <coughs> reading voice. Here we go. La, 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 la. La. Okay. So. Before we get into the uh, three uh, specific ghost stories, like they're fairly short, so we won't go uh, that long. Then we'll jump into some uh, current events, some current news that's uh, been going on this week here. But uh, so, Halloween, here we go. Boo! Okay, stop it, Davy. I, I really need to see. I, I think I have some sound bites, though. I might be able to uh, put in this uh, episode here. I shouldn't have said that because now everybody's going to expect sound bites for the rest of the episode. And I don't even know if I'm going to be able to add them. Oh dear. Not, yeah, amateur podcaster here. Okay, don't judge. Can't can't we like just edit that out? I, I would, but this is raw. And I would say live, but it's uncut. This ain't live. It's recorded, but I don't do no editing with these podcasts. This is just straight. We just hit the record button and we go and we just talk and shoot the shit and whatever we say, we say and we just keep on going, keep on trucking. Choo, choo. So, let's get to uh, a quick little paragraph right before all these uh, three uh, ghost stories here. Uh, it says, The Scots who settled the towns and countryside of Antigonish and Cape Breton Island were strong believers in the spirit world and ghosts. There are a number of mysterious events which occurred in the Antigonish area over the years. Each story will vary according to the soothsayer. However, there are common points for each tale. Some of, some of the more well-known include. And these are the three uh, ghost stories, the more common ones, from where I uh, live at here. The first one would be called the Fire Spook of Caledonia Mills. Then we would have the Ghost Ship and Buried Treasure. Along with the third and last story called Ghost Lake. Ghost Lake is very intriguing because like I, I, I grew up like... A kilometer, not even 
from that area. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Let's get into the first uh, little uh, ghost story here, uh, which is called The Fire Spook of Caledonia Mills. So, in the county of Antigonish, there is a place called Caledonia Mills. Alexander and Mary MacDonald and their 16-year-old adopted daughter, Mary Ellen, lived in a farmhouse in this small community. In January of 1922, a fire started in a part of their house. Oddly, it was not near the fireplace or wood stove. Once extinguished, another erupted in an empty room at the other end of the home. The family was totally puzzled. Other fires materialized mysteriously. Wet towels and the patches of wallpaper would, bur- would burst into flames. It did not take the family long to realize that there was something unnatural occurring. With the help of their neighbor, they began to guard the house, hoping to catch an intruding arson. Fires continued to appear out of nowhere, but no arson was ever caught. In total, there were 30 unexplained fires. Fires were not the only unsolved occurrence at that farm, though. The McDonald's would enter the barn to find ashes in the stirred milk, and all the animals moved to different locations within the barn. Soon the family was persuaded to leave the home while the local authorities investigated. When word of the mysteries got out, reporters arrived to get to scoop. Even Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was invited to investigate. Their McDonald's daughter, Mary Ellen, came to be known as Mary Ellen Spook. She moved to central Canada, and no further incidents have occurred. Maybe there's a sign. I don't know. Me with the whole, I don't know, like supernatural stuff. I don't know. Am I a believer... Supernatural. I don't know if I am. I, I am. I. I. I would. I want to say I'm more of a believer, like with spirits and all that. I would. I would think, like, mer- yeah. I, I, I do have an open mind. That's for sure. So I don't know. You. You'd have to. Uh, we'd have to have a little talk. I don't know. If you had like some facts or some statements to throw at me there, because I, I can't be persuaded. Like I said, I'm very open-minded, but that's that's interesting, because uh, like they said, ever since the daughter moved away, there's no incident incidents. So maybe it was just for that. Maybe it was directed just for that specific family. I don't know. And that was way back, 1922. That back in the day. But uh, on to the next one here, everybody. Ghost ship and buried treasure. It's called. Okay. <clears throat> Where the Sunrise Trail meets the Cape George Mini Trail, about 19 kilometers, which is 12 miles, from downtown Anikanish, sits the community of Mulligant Cove. Prior to the arrival of Scottish settlers, excuse me there, let's uh, say that again. <clears throat> Prior to the arrival of Scottish settlers, this area was Micmac 
territory. No white man had been there until the pirate ship Malagant entered the cove to escape a British warship. The ship came to its hapless end within the cove. It is not clear if the ship ran aground or was scuffled by the pirate captain to ensure the British would not take his ill-gotten riches. Many scuba divers here tried and recover the sunken treasure. Elders claim the moaning of the ocean is the sound of the spirits that guard the ship and its looted goods. Great storms like the one in 1923 expose the hull of the doomed ship. Some have actually seen the ghost ship navigating the cove, its sails and masses in flames, perhaps a last attempt by burning souls to scuttle her one final time. Many believe that buried treasure can also be found on Pumpkwit Island. It is believed that Captain Kidd found the isolated spot and buried his pirated treasure. According to locals, Captain Kidd's spirit guards the hidden chests. Remind me of some Caribbean, the Pirates of the Caribbean shit up in here. What is this? That's the first thing that came off the top of my head. We got Captain Jack Sparrow up in this. Taking it on. Okay, interesting, interesting. Like, I never heard this one. I never heard that one before. The Ghost Ship and Buried Treasure Tale. Never heard this one before. And this ain't that far away from me. Only 12 miles away from, yeah. And supposedly the ship has been spotted. I don't know. Maybe the uh, I would have to question the individuals who have seen it. Maybe they were under the influence of something at that time. I don't know. Hey, you never know. You never know. But uh, we're going to move on to the final and last one here, everybody, called Ghost Lake, which is uh, the closest uh, ghost story uh out there where I live because it's pretty much it's like a what if I had to drive from there like where I was born and if I had to drive to Ghost Lake maybe like two to five minutes not even two yeah less than five minutes for sure because that'd be the back roads yeah it's not that far at all if I had a drive from where I live right now, it would probably be like 20 minutes maybe, 20, 25 minutes. But let's get to the story though. I know I'm leaving you all in suspense here. Dun, dun, dun. So, <clears throat> one mile from the village of Monastery is a small body of water called Trackety Lake. In 1758, the British forces at Fort Lewisburg planned to attack Fort Biagere in Quebec. I apologize if I mispronounce that. Since ships were not plentiful enough to carry all of the troops, some were carried to the Kanzo Strait and then left to march on foot. These troops were to try and keep the English ships in sight at all time while making their way to Bezois. Once across the strait, they marched onward and soon discovered Trackety Lake overlooking St. George's Bay. Here they set up camp to train. During the day, they 
practiced in their red uniforms, and at night, their drums and music added an eerie atmosphere to the previously tranquil area. Local natives were quite fearful of their presence, and would have called in Glooscap had the verses not soon departed. However, the music and drums of the evenings continued long after the troops had moved on. Native elders claimed it was the evil spirits coming to haunt them. Some believe it was the spirits of the soldiers killed in the battle at Beigeois returning to the site where they spent their last peaceful night among the living. Since then, no matter what maps may reveal, the lake is known as Ghost Lake to all the locals and storytellers around. Hmm, interesting. Like this, this, this happened supposedly so close to where I grew up. I never heard this one before. This is intriguing. I don't know. Get some spooky, some airiness to it. Like 1758 too. Like that's a couple hundred years ago. Like that's that's back in the day. Damn. And I do apologize. That it's a it's a French word. Fort Beigeois. Beigeois is it Beigeois? Fort Beigeois. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Maybe not though, because it is. I'm pretty. I'm like 95% sure it's French. Yeah, in Quebec. Yeah, uh, yeah. So those are the little uh, three specific uh, short ghost stories that I did come across. Thought to share with you all that are quite well known around where I lived. Well, well, not that known. Well, self-aware known, I guess, because I didn't really know these tales, but now I do kind of thing. I I've heard a little bit of them. Like, I had never really heard, like, the details on all this, but especially, like, the this detailed, even though these are, like, fairly short tales, but I never really got into this detail of these uh, stories uh, in the past, honestly, though. I might have came across, like, one of the three, or maybe two of the three, but not, not not much information on it, just to be honest here, uh, truly. But hey, Halloween. You got, anybody have any uh, good uh, ghost stories out there? Perhaps feel free to if there's a comment section or like a review section. Feel free to uh, leave your uh, stories down below. What your personal experiences, or maybe someone told you a uh, story that has uh, personally happened to them. Some type of like uh, maybe something that happened around Halloween or just some type of like spirit or ghost story or something eerie, something like unnatural, supernatural to de to a degree. I don't know. I don't know what you would like paranormal activity, I guess. Never really got into those movies. I don't think I ever watched any of those. Not just not my like I do love scary movies, horror movies and all that. I talked about it last episode on my favorite ones like halloween ones i don't need to get into that check out episode two if you haven't uh listened to that yet because i've talked about my favorite uh, halloween movies over there plus we've talked about many other things as well that's just me shamelessly plugging of course here but um what we're gonna do now everybody though we're gonna jump into our uh weekly current events 
here where I got a couple articles that I came across and uh, let's just chit chat it up about it bring you all some uh, information get you all educated and uh, hopefully something that might maybe sticks out uh, to you or maybe something that uh, intrigues your interest that I don't know makes you want to uh, look into it some more or maybe comment on it perhaps I don't know we'll see we'll see so uh, I did mention earlier when we I was going on that little rant of The Walking Dead um, that uh, I did have an article with The Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah. But I, I, before we do, we've got to slow it down a little bit, okay, Davey? We're getting ahead of, ahead of ourselves here, okay? Before we get into the current events, the weekly current events at that, I should say, let's throw it a hashtag right now. So everybody that's listening, what we do every week when we uh, release a new episode... We throw out a hashtag, we bring up a new hashtag, and uh, if you want to, uh, whenever you're commenting, maybe on Twitter or Facebook or whatever other social media platform that uses hashtags, use that hashtag. You can use Our Last Podcast, hashtag Our Last Podcast, all one word if you like, and that's our general uh, go-to hashtag, but for episode three here... Um, what should we go with for episode three with a hashtag? See, this would be, this is where I love having Caden at because I can just throw it at him here and then we can just spitball it uh, back and forth here. But uh, with Halloween, catching up and all that, I think we, uh, should we just go with, um, hmm. Trying to think here. With all the freaks listening on in, Halloween's coming near. I'm trying. What's gonna come off the top of my head? I don't know why Freaky Friday is that movie. Let's go hashtag Freaky Halloween. So there you go. If you are listening in, if you got through this far at least, much love. I appreciate it. Damn, that takes dedication, and uh, you have to get through all this with me. I know, I feel bad for you, okay? But we can get through this together, hopefully, okay? Just uh, grab whatever type of uh, drinky pooey that you might have and uh, yeah, have a little sippity sip with me while I do this right now. So, ah, refreshing. Yeah, remember, hashtag Freaky Halloween. F-R-E-A-K-Y Halloween. All one word, Freaky Halloween. Use that, use that hashtag, everybody, along with our last podcast. That's not in uh, our, that's not O-U-R, that's H-O-U-R. Kind of like a play on words kind of dealio. But now let's get into our weekly current events here. Yeah, just wanted to throw that all out. That's how we usually do these uh, weekly hashtags for all you uh, new freaks out there that are probably like, what the hell just happened? What, what did he just do? What? I'm confused. But uh, yeah. Anyways, so. With Fear the Walking Dead, like I mentioned, I came across an article earlier. Uh, this is from undeadwalking.com. Uh, all the links will be down below, depending on what platform you're on, especially on YouTube. All the links will be down below if you want to check out any anything that we talk about, all the articles and all that. We'll link it all below. Don't worry, don't worry. So, yeah, I already got it up. So, this is by Adam Coulson. Uh, ooh, this was a couple weeks ago, actually. I didn't know this was old news. Because this was just tweeted out, wasn't it? Yeah, this was just tweeted out. Like, this week. Okay. Because it is kind of old news, because this was in regards to Fear the Walking Dead, the finale. So. 
I guess. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> here we go. Quote, unquote. Fans of the hit FX biker drama Sons of Anarchy were in for a big treat during the season 2 finale of Fear the Walking Dead. When a regular cast member made a big appearance in the final scene. Known for playing Chief Wayne Unser on Sons of Anarchy, Dayton Callie made a big impact on the zombie survival drama right away. His asserting of power over Ophil Ophi Ophelia, excuse me there, man, I cannot pronounce names. Ophelia, let's uh, start from the beginning there. His asserting of power over Ophelia in the desert in the desert raises many questions as to what will happen to these characters and how much danger Miss Salazar, Salazar? I don't know how to pronounce that. Maybe in, even if you're not a big fan of Sons of Anarchy, there are plenty of places you may have seen Dayton Caliber for his big debut. Here are some of the other acting jobs. Oh, he was in Halloween too? Huh, what a coincidence. Here's the coroner. <laughs> that's funny. Volcano. Oh, he's in Volcano now. That's a classic. I, I had that movie. I, that was one of my first ever DVDs I got way back when. But yeah, I remember Unser from Sons of Anarchy. But uh, Fear the Walking Dead, I've, I've been watching it. I've been keeping up to date with it. Honestly, it's not my cup of tea. I probably won't be keeping up to date with Fear the Walking Dead. It just, it's hard to connect with the characters in it, I find, at the moment. It's, I don't know. It's very, the storyline to it. Like I said, I pick... I, I get picky, I pick apart the little things, and I don't know, there's some things that, yeah, it's just Fear the Walking Dead, I don't know. I, I gave it a chance because I'm a, because of the Walking Dead, but Fear the Walking Dead, basically, if you're unfamiliar with it, it's right before what all happened with the Walking Dead. It's in a world where zombies were never, they never existed. Nobody knew anything about zombies. So there's no TV shows about zombies, nothing, zombies that were Anything about that concept never existed in that world. Not in that world that Fear the Walking Dead, it starts, it gives you like what happens before everything that goes down on the Walking Dead, before all that. So pretend it like the Walking Dead is like the aftermath of Fear the Walking Dead to a degree. So, yeah. But the good old answer. Good old answer. I miss the Sons of Anarchy. And I remember too. Oh yeah, this is another thing off topic. I know our Kurt Sutter. He's the writer, producer, editor, I forget. He's one of the big shots uh, of Sons of Anarchy that made Sons of Anarchy. Plus he was, uh, he played a character in it. Was it Otto? The guy that was in jail the whole time? And, oh, I forget. I'm pretty sure it was, was it Otto? Been a while since I saw Sons of Anarchy, but uh, anyways, getting back to it, Kurt Sutter, uh, he's been tweeting out something about the Mayans. So like everybody wants him to do like kind of like a spin-off of Sons of Anarchy. He kind of is, but with another bikers club to a degree with the Mayans. So stay tuned with that. I keep I keep close eye with Kurt Sutter because yeah, he's he's a brilliant artist on what he makes and what he produces and what he put out there so 
stay tuned with that. I don't know how to have any articles on that, but I just thought to uh, throw that out to uh, everybody that's uh, listening on in at the moment here, actually. So, moving on to our next uh, article here. This is about Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is on adweek.com, if you guys are curious. And uh, this was, uh, what was the date of this? October the 24th of this week, this article was published uh, from what it's stating here. So, Arnold Schwarzenegger wishes he were running for president this year. Dun, dun, dun. You heard it. You heard it. If he had his uh, druthers, if he had a druthers, whatever, okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger would continue his 30-year-plus streak of voting Republican in the upcoming presidential election. In the in his perfect world, he would be casting a ballot for himself. That can't happen, of course, because the actor, politician, businessman, bodybuilder, advertising pitchman is a native Austrian from a bleak working class town called Thai. But a rags to riches immigrant can dream, can't he? Quote unquote, if I'd be if I'd been born in America, I would have run, he tells Adweek one early September afternoon in the offices of the Schwarzenegger Institute for State and Global Policy at the University of Southern California in LA. Quote, unquote, because now this was a very good time to get in the race. What a difference, what a different contest it would have been. Though purely hypothetical, political observers say the man dubbed the governor during, during his two terms as California's top politico from 2003 to 2011 could have bested his friends Ohio Governor John Kasich I pronounced that correctly, I do apologize if I haven't, and eventual nominee Donald Trump in the primaries, meaning Schwarzenegger would have been the one facing off against the Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton, pushing his physically conservative, socially liberal version of the GOP, GOP, and also possibly reliving sexual misconduct allegations leveled against him in 2003 on the eve of the election. Interesting, interesting. Imagine if we had Schwarzenegger who, who would have replaced Trump. Like, I don't follow much American politics, like I've said in the past, but uh, I did follow a little bit of the the very last debate, the third last debate, and I know election day is coming, and there's lots of conspiracy theories out there. Oh, is there tons, and Clinton or Trump? Like, Who's the lesser? Uh, who's the lesser of two evil that you're gonna vote for? See, I'm Canadian, so I don't have to. I'm not American. I feel for you all. Gotta do what you gotta do, though, folks. Be you. That's all I gotta say there. But Schwarzenegger, if he would have, he would have took. I don't know. If, I don't know his back history much, especially in the politics world and all that. So. Like I knew he run he ran for the Cal- California state for a while. I knew that much, but that was about it, though. So yeah, and plus politics don't really have much to say. Thought to uh, bring it up to uh, everybody here, though. Thought it might be uh, interested. But uh, moving on here, everybody, uh, we are going into our next article. This is on independent.co.uk/news. This is UK government 
finally concedes cannabis has a medicinal effect. You heard it right. The UK government finally concedes cannabis has a medicinal effect. A medicine effect. Medicinal. Probably mispronunciating those words. My bad. My bad. So, let's get to the article here. The government's medicines and healthcare products regulator agency, the MHRA, has found that cannabinoid, CBD for short, has a restoring, correcting, or modifying effect on physiological functions when administered to humans in a potential milestone in the campaign to legalize cannabis and bring about evidence-based laws regarding drugs. The review of CBD, a can a can a can a cannabinoid wow I can't even talk tonight. Blah, 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 the stutter. A can a cannabinoid accounting for up to forty percent of the marijuana plant's extract that doesn't contain its psychoactive THC, but is purport but is to retain the health benefits came about following discussions with CBD vaporizer company MediPen. The MHRA's findings are not directly applicable to the government's response to last year's petition to legalize cannabis, but stand in stark contrast with the petition having been batted away by the Home Office with the, assess- with the assessment that cannabis quote-unquote, can unquestionably cause harm to individuals and society. GW Pharmaceuticals has also just uh, concluded a positive uh, phase three clinical trial demonstrating the safety and efficiency of CBD, which has helped people with a variety of illnesses. Since our inception, we've worked hard to obtain our goal of breaking down the negative connotations surrounding cannabis to lead to a reform in the law for medicine use, quote-unquote, said by Jordan Owen, managing director of MediPen, told to the independent, quote-unquote, now is finally becoming a reality which will provide groundbreaking results. I don't know why I went into a whisper there. Hopefully they do. That's good for them. That's good for them over there. The company was moved to contact MHRA after its legal team pointing out there was originally no regularity status for CBD, allowing the industry in the UK to flourish without any premature intervention. Following the review, CBD vendors will soon need a license to sell their products or face a fine or two-year prison sentence. Quote, unquote, if you use CBD and if you have any questions, speak to your GP or other healthcare professional, a MHRA spokesperson has said. So, it looks like they're moving, they're getting, they're making progress over there in the UK with the cannabis. Okay, okay, much love, much love. They certainly are down in America, as you see with certain states legalizing it. I know uh, Hillary Clinton, if she gets elected, she is completely against uh, marijuana. So I don't know how that's going to go down. Then up here in Canada, there's kind of like a little tiny move going. Uh, supposedly legalization of marijuana coming in, in the next like year or so. But the government is basically going around raiding all the dispensaries though in the west coast of Canada and central Canada. So 
So, I don't know. That's kind of contradicting what our prime minister wants to do. So, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing up here right now. But, uh, hey, much love to the UK. There's, there's, like, that's the thing. You got to have an open mind with this. There's so many benefits that come out of uh, marijuana. Like, like they said, like, it's it's not involving the uh, psychoactive THC, that main ingredient. We're talking about the uh, CBD itself, the cannabinoid, where, like, you, there's so much, like, for pain or for anxiety, like, for depression, for cancer patients, like, even to help out the earth, like, for, to make rope, to make clothes, for, like, they make so, like, yeah, it, you can make so much out of, you, there's so many properties to a plant, if you actually do research it, that you can really do, you really can utilize one full plant if you truly have that type of knowledge. But, hey, progress is 2016. And, well, government's for you too, so. We'll leave it at that. Anyways, on to the next one here. We're going to uh, anybody. Do we have any Michael Phelps uh, fans out there? If you don't know who Michael Phelps is, he's a swimmer. Uh, he's an Olympic swimmer in America. He's an American Olympic swimmer, I should say. He was, I remember, when was it? Like a couple years ago or many years ago, there's a picture, I think it was, going around viral of him with a bong in his hand at one point, I think it was. I remember seeing that. But yeah, he's an Olympic uh, American swimmer. That I forget, like there's so many different uh, categories in like swimming. I forget which ones he competes in, but he has lots of medals though. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. But uh, let's get to the article here. The couple tied the knot in a secret ceremony on June 13th in Paradise Valley, Arizona. People confirms after obtaining a copy of the record of marriage. And yes, this is on people.com. Supposedly, surprise, surprise, Michael Phelps and Nicole Johnson have been secretly married for months now. The ceremony was officiated by agent and close friend Peter Kalisi, who often posts photos of Phelps, Johnson, and their six-month-old baby boy, Boomer Phelps, to his Instagram account. TMZ was the first to report the news. During the Rio Olympics in August, Phelps told people... That the couple had a date set for a wedding, but it seems they had already been married for more than two months at the time of August 23rd interview. Quote, unquote, I really can't wait to get married. It will be a small destination wedding later this year. It's the next big milestone. I'm looking forward to it, he said. Interesting, interesting. Maybe he didn't want to uh, talk about it at the time. Like, he did have the Rio Olympics going on. Maybe he didn't want to to take away from that kind of thing. He wanted to just focus, keep his mindset on gold, which I get it, it's the Olympics. Like, you're competing at that high rate. So, hey, got it, it's the, and I get it with the public eye, especially when you're that type of character, or not character, but when you're the a individual in the public eye, you have to keep some stuff hush-hush. And I can just imagine with some celebrities out there, imagine the things that we don't know, that we truly don't know, that they do keep on on the DL. You know what I'm saying? So we'll leave it at that. Good for you, Phelps. Congrats, congrats. And let's uh, move on here. So 
<clears throat> According to uh, good.is, this article was uh, written on October 25th by Kate Ryan. The title is Saturn's North Pole Just Changed Color and Nobody Knows Why. And there's some freaky colors. Just Google this, folks. The colors of Saturn now. That's some weird stuff. But let's get to the article here. So, Just when you thought our planet had enough doomsday problems to grapple with, Saturn went ahead and changed colors on us. Specifically, Saturn's North Pole. A hexagonal vertex that Gizmodo claims could swallow our planet whole. While no one knows for certain how Saturn's North Pole came to be this way, scientists have been trafficking, or tracking, my bad, its shifting hue thanks to the Cassini Imaging Team, a probe that has been circling the, the planet since 2004. Damn, that's been a while now. Based on images beamed back from Cassini, the hexagonal pole was blue back in 2012. Since then, it's progressed into bright gold. Based on the images which were released by the Cassini imaging team last week, scientists theorize that accumulating haze particles could be sparking this startling change. While it may be seem bizarre for a vast swath of a planet to change colors so rapidly, there was a time between 95 and 2009 when Saturn's North Pole grew increasingly dark. This, scientists deduced, was a result of diminishing photochemical reactions, i.e. less sunlight reached the planet to react with the atmosphere's molecular components. Whoa, those are some cool pictures. Now that the northern pole is tipping back toward the sun, increasing amounts of light are igniting more of these photochemical reactions and in turn producing more bright gold haze. As NASA put in a statement released on Friday, the color change is thought to be an effect of Saturn's seasons. In particular, the change from a bluish color to more of a golden hue may be due to an increased production of photochemical hazes in the atmosphere as the North Pole approaches summer solstice in May 2017. Quote unquote. As alarming as these color changes may seem from our tiny marble, we may just be getting a better feel for Saturn's natural seasonal cycles. Something that will take decades, maybe centuries, to understand completely. In the meantime, we can appreciate Saturn as the biggest mood ring in our solar system. Damn. I was really into uh, the solar system, like outer space when I was a kid. Not so much anymore as I grew up. I kind of grew out of it, but these are some interesting pictures. The colors, that's for sure. Just uh, search a Saturn's North Pole uh, in Google, and I would imagine you'll probably get a bunch of the bunch of these articles or pictures or whatnot. That's, yeah. Cray cray. Okay, so, moving on here. We'll probably do, I don't know, two more articles and then we'll jump into some quick little facts and uh, wrap it on up. Because, yeah, we're almost hitting our, uh, hour mark. Damn, me going on this rant here. I wasn't even expecting to hit the hour for episode three. But, hey, y'all uh, get more of me. And y'all like, damn it. Why couldn't he just keep this shirt and sweet? Hey, 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 hey. Anyways. So, uh, this is from ca.complex.com. 
the article is by Joshua Espinoza on October 26th. It states, Kevin Gates sentenced to 180 days in jail for kicking a fan in the chest. I remember hearing about this, I'm pretty sure. I think it was this incident when that happened last year. But uh, to the article here, though. Kevin Gates has been sentenced to 180 days in jail after a jury found him guilty of misdemeanor, misdemeanor battery on Wednesday. The charges stem from a August 2015 incident in which the 30-year-old rapper was filmed kicking a woman in the chest during his concert in Lakeland, Florida. Prior to this week's verdict, Gates's Gates insisted he was innocent and was simply defending himself under Florida's infamous Stand Your Ground law. He claimed the victim, Miranda Dixon, was trying to pull him off the stage by repeatedly grabbing his shirts from the crowd. Gates said that Dixon wouldn't, wouldn't heed his verbal warning, so he used necessary first to ensure he wouldn't be harmed. Jose Jose Bays, who also represented uh, Casey Anthony, defended Gates during the trial. According to Fox 13 News, the attorney echoed Gates' claims, stating his client's uh, alleged kick was in response to Dixon's battery. Bays also argued that Gates' foot didn't actually touch Dixon, and that she was simply attempting to gain damages in an upcoming civil trial. Okay, this is just... Okay. You got to think about it like the judge perspective. Like, what are your intent? What's your intent when you're pushing your foot forward on somebody else's chest? I understand it, you're in that atmosphere. That's that your work. That's your business. What you're doing. They should respect your territory, especially your close territory when you're performing on stage. However, I like I know with some, it comes with the territory. Like, people... In some, they don't like that interaction. They try to, I, I don't know. It, it's a touchy subject because we don't. I, I feel like we don't have all the information on this here. But I do remember kind of, if this was the video that I came across last year. I do remember this. If this is the same type of incident, I'm pretty sure I remember uh, hearing this. Maybe on like uh, I forget. It must have been some type of YouTube video. Had it been, but yeah. Good luck, Kevin. Damn. 180 days. Maybe cut that in half if you, uh, yeah, do good. I wonder if he has, like, a past history, though. Does he? I don't know. I think he does. I don't want to say that. Yeah, don't don't quote me on that. Don't not quote me on that. But, uh, yeah. Let's move on to the next one here, everybody. This is our last uh, current event of the week here. So, uh, this is fox35orlando.com. This is some crazy stuff here, okay? So, <clears throat> this was uh, posted, updated on uh, October the 26th on Fox News at 5 p.m. The article states, Monday was a very busy day for Disney security. Deputies say 23-year-old Bailey Turner from Alabama was caught trying to enter Disney's Animal Kingdom with a loaded pistol in her backpack. This was after a Louisiana man was caught earlier in the day trying to bring a gun through the gates at Epcot. A Disney security officer found 61-year-old Michael Langston's gun after selecting him for a random metal detector screening, prompting him to disclose the weapon 
an arrest report states. Well, that was a lucky random uh, screening. Damn. Authorities say Turner once had a permit to carry a concealed weapon, but expired in January. Disney has a strict zero-tolerance policy that prohibits guns from their theme parks and results even with a permit. So even if you have a permit, that's a no-no. Which I, I, I get it. Damn, you walking in on you, walking up in on Disney with a freaking gun up in your, yeah, you're just looking for, yeah. That's not the. I get it. You want to protect yourself. I get that aspect, but in that in that type of atmosphere, crowded place, public area, where the demographic is very young per se, I would imagine. I never been to Disney, so yeah, I don't know. Hey, there's some cray-cray people. Uh, jail records show both Turner and Langston bailed out of the Orange County Jail after posting a $2,000 bond. Just, uh, yeah. So that's how that article ended. And that's pretty much it for the, um... For all the articles here. So for our uh, weekly current events, that's uh, pretty much it, everybody. Now let's uh, move on to our uh, WTF Facts of the Week. I'm just going to throw out some uh, random uh, weird... As facts, uh, all these facts I'm getting from Twitter. Uh, today's uh, source we're uh, going to be using at fact attacks. So that's uh, the Twitter handle is at fact attacks, and we're just going to name off a bunch here. Maybe uh, blow your mind. Maybe be like, huh, really? I don't know. Get get the juices flowing up in your brain there for once. You know what I'm saying here? So uh, let's uh, get this going here. So. Quote, unquote, the majority of people close their plastic bottles before throwing them away. Quote, unquote, bigger dogs are more afraid of severe weather than smaller ones. Quote, unquote, people are more polite to each other in the present, in the presence of pets. Quote, unquote, Tennessee was voted to have the most flavorful pickles. Yeah, that's a WTF, that's for sure. Quote, unquote, taking an hour to sit outside in the sun every day can lead to a faster metabolism. Hmm. Quote, unquote, the smell of mint takes it easy... Oh, excuse, let's rephrase that. Let's uh, say that again. Quote, unquote, the smell of mint makes it easier to think. Wiggity whack, what are we? Trying to be MC Davy up in here? With the little rhyme pattern. Okay, moving on. <laughs> oh, this is... Oh, yeah, I remember the, this was an interesting one here. A WTF, that's for sure. Uh, quote, unquote, There are several villagers in Ukraine that all celebrate the life and career of John Stamos. You heard that right. Quote, unquote, cheesecake is the most popular desert, er, my bad. Quote, unquote, cheesecake is the most popular dessert in the Midwest. Quote, unquote, the average woman in her 20s spends 20%, quote, unquote, the average woman in her 20s spends 15% of her disposable income on beauty products. Gotta, gotta do what you gotta do. I prefer natural beauty, though, ladies. Mm -mm -mm. 
Quote, unquote, cream cheese-based frostings are by far the most popular in the United States. Here's a weird one. Quote, unquote, men are far less likely to shower on their days off. Quote, unquote, pet goats will recognize their name when called. They do, too. Because I remember growing up as a kid, my neighbor had a pet goat. That was a vicious damn goat. I remember that little shit. She was my French. That was, oh, I hated that. Oh. Quote, unquote, the average, the average traffic light turns yellow 79 times a day. Quote, unquote, certain restaurants have started banning cell phone use in order to first patrons to talk to each other. Now, I like that one. Good. Everybody's forgetting how to socialize nowadays because of all this community, all this technology. Quote, unquote, people tend to roll over in their sleep less in the middle of the week. And let's uh, end this uh, last but not least here. Uh, let's hey, here we go. Something for snacks and candy bars with Halloween coming up here. So, quote unquote, privately owned gas stations sell more candy bars and snacks. WTF. <laughs> and that's pretty much it, everyone, for our WTF facts of the week. Hope you all did enjoy, and don't forget. Uh, you probably, hopefully you already did use the hashtag, but if you uh, are still listening on in, don't forget to use hashtag Freaky Halloween. Tweet that out, post it on Facebook, along with our last podcast. You can share this, tell people. We are still pretty much amateur, brand new uh, podcasters here. But uh, hey, we're, we're trying to have some fun here. A little lonely on my behalf, but hey, like I, like I say, I got all you freaks here. That's all I need. Caden will be back with us very, very shortly. Crossing our fingers. Hopefully next week here. He's still with us, so in spirit. Hey, I still got him here. Trying to trying to uh, butt in every now and then in the background. Yeah, in my... Uh, yeah. Shh. Okay. Anyways. We don't need to go into another ghost story here. So uh, with all that, everybody, um, we're, that's pretty much it for episodes three for our last uh, podcast. I don't really have anything else to shamelessly plug or say or do. Um, next week, we'll be uh, coming back with you all with episode number four. We're trying to get on a proper schedule here. I'm trying to get a episode out every week. We're trying to have weekly episodes. And I'm trying to get these episodes out by the weekend. Sometimes they're not out by uh, Friday or they're not updated on all the apps on uh, Friday. Sometimes it might take up to a Monday, perhaps, depending on what platform you do uh, listen on. But, uh, yeah, like I said, there's two apps we're on. Then we're also on YouTube. We have Facebook page, all that. We've talked about this. Don't need to repeat myself here. And uh, also, uh, if you do follow us on SoundCloud, I didn't didn't uh, talk about this at the beginning when I mentioned the disclaimer. On SoundCloud, uh, I know we did use that platform to host our podcast, but we moved. We're not using that SoundCloud anymore. We are now over at TalkShoe.com. 
uh, we had to remove our hosting platform. I'm not going get to get into the whole terminology and all that. We needed to increase our storage, basically. So we could uh, basically output more episodes for all you lovely freaks out there. So that's uh, what we did. That's why we moved over to TalkShoe.com. It shouldn't affect the YouTuber, the apps that we're on right now. We might be on some more apps in the near future. We'll announce those. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, everybody. Don't, uh, yeah, I don't got anything else to say. So uh, enjoy your Halloween. If it's past Halloween, Christmas is coming up. If it's past Christmas, and I don't even know uh, when you may be uh, listening in on this in the future, or even if you ever do listen in on it. So uh, we'll leave it on this note. I'm not going to drag it on out. Thank you again. Shout out to all the freaks here. Remember, use hashtag Freaky Halloween when you're uh, talking about this on any social media platform that uses hashtags. Please share the podcast around. That helps out a tremendous amount too. Get the word out and all that. And uh, we'll all be back next week here. And hopefully Caden will be with us. So, you all behave. And see you next week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.